0: And a warm welcome to this latest Science Custom Podcast created in partnership with BOLD, the blog on learning and development. I'm Sean Sanders, Director and Senior Editor for Custom Publishing at Science, and I'm pleased to invite you to join me in this series of podcast interviews with outstanding researchers who are attempting to make positive changes in the lives of children and adolescents by seeking practical solutions for a complex world. Apart from this common goal, they are also all recipients of the prestigious clout's J. Jacob's Research Prize, a one million Swiss francs grant awarded by the Jacobs Foundation that recognizes exceptional achievements in the field of child and youth development. My guest today is Dr. Orazio Atanasio. Orazio is the Cowles Professor of Economics at Yale University. His research interests are broad, covering household consumption, saving and labor supply behavior, risk sharing, human capital accumulation in developing countries, and early years interventions. He has carried out evaluations of education financing and access programs, including large conditional cash transfer programs, the impact of scholarships on school enrollment, and the effect of subjective expectations on the returns to education. Orazio, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. So, Orazio, you have a novel approach to studying economic interventions to improve the lives of children that involves using both randomized control trials as well as structural models. Firstly, could you explain in plain language what each of these are and how you've used them?
1: So a randomized control trial has been used for for decades in the natural sciences in many applications and uh, in recent years has become uh, extremely popular in economics. Basically, if you are interested in, in evaluating the impacts that an intervention might have on individuals, the best way uh, or one way to do it is to um, select a sample and uh, randomly assign a part of the sample to the intervention and to nothing the other part of the sample. You can then compare uh, the outcomes in the what is called the treatment sample and in the control sample. And that difference, either in the means or in other measures of the distribution of outcomes, will give you the impact of, uh, of the intervention if, if the randomization, if the randomized control trial is done uh, properly. And that's very useful. It's very useful because it sweeps away all sorts of uh, issues in uh, trying to establish causal links. Having said that, I also think that it's not the exclusive way or is not sufficient. Because once you compare two means or compare two distributions and you know that uh, you're pretty confident that that can be attributed to the intervention that you have delivered to some of the uh, sample, especially if you want to scale up that intervention or you want to improve it or you want to deliver it efficiently, you might want to understand why you're getting those particular impacts. And that's especially true for interventions that aim at changing individual behavior. Therefore, you need a model to interpret the results. You you need to design and think about how people act and then use the data from from the experiment to estimate what are the driving forces of individual behavior and therefore how the intervention is achieving the impacts that you see or you don't see if there's been a failure.
0: A good portion of your research focuses on the impact of parents on early childhood development. And I'm sure we can all understand that parents have an effect both positive and negative on their children. But have you been able to quantify this and and what have you learned?
1: In the first big trial that we did this was the work we did in colombia um, the intervention we consider was a stimulation intervention so this is a target really young children aged uh, one uh, or 12 months around 12 months at the beginning of the intervention and then the intervention lasts um, for 18 months and there are you know these weekly visits that uh, somebody does to the home and trying to give both materials and ideas to the mothers of these young children so that they start stimulating them more and interacting in uh, their everyday lives uh, more. Notice that we're not giving them any money. Uh, there are no resources involved in this. And so when at the end uh, uh, of the interventions, we, we compare the average development of the treatment and control group and we find the posi- we found the positive effect of the intervention. Then the next question was, uh, how did this happen? You know, surely it's not uh, one day a week or one hour a week that you expose a child to this intervention. So we, that's where we start using models. So we had data on parental investment. And by that, I mean both the quality time that parents spend with their children and the, the toys and the little books and stuff. And we, we find uh, two things first we find that the intervention had a massive impact on parental investment and again we are not giving these people money but we are i guess convincing them of the importance of doing certain things and all of a sudden they're spending more quality time and they're getting more resources to to help their children stimulated and b we find that this increase in the parental investment can explain almost completely the impact of the intervention on the children. And that's where, you know, what I was saying earlier, you need a model. You need to understand what's going on to understand how the intervention has an an impact. You need to change parental behavior. And then the next step is to try to to think how do you do uh, that to the different game and a much harder one is to design an intervention that can achieve those results at scale. So without, not for to a thousand children, but uh, to a million children. And that's much harder. And for that, it's crucial to understand the mechanisms at play.
0: Now, it can sometimes take a number of years for certain effects to become apparent following interventions. Are you performing any long-term studies to follow these children?
1: On the Colombian ones, uh, no, we didn't. Uh, and, and you're absolutely right. There are lots of interventions in the literature uh, where impacts show up at the end of the intervention and then they seem to fade out only to reappear maybe in different um, shapes and forms uh, years later. This is true from some for some famous interventions in the United States like uh the Peripress School program. Jim Heckman has studied it intensively. And it's true for the, you know, what is the the blueprint for our own intervention in Colombia now in India, which is this famous um, Jamaica intervention that Sally Crandon McGregor and collaborators did uh, in Jamaica about 35 years ago. Uh, The story of that is is amazing because uh, they observed this impact at the end of the intervention when the children were about three or four then they kept following those children at age 7, 12, 18, 22. These individuals are now 30. And they're finding impacts, long-term impacts of that small intervention at age 2 on, you know, crime behavior, earnings, uh, you name it. It's a remarkable study.
0: Rachio, how broadly applicable do you think your results are since you, you've studied populations in just a few countries up to now?
1: Yeah, that's a very good question. And that's something that we've been thinking a a lot about. You know, we've done work in Colombia and India, and there's been uh, similar interventions in other parts of the world. Sally has worked uh, quite a bit in Bangladesh. There have been studies in the US. Obviously, every context is different. And obviously, when you do an intervention, you have to adapt it carefully to the cultural context, to the reality Face there. But once again, what is key, I think, is to understand what are the driving forces of those impacts. What do you need to change to get those impacts? And so those tools give us the, the way to achieve uh, effects at a scale. It's hard. It's not easy, but it's feasible, I think. And there, the other dimensions, apart from understanding the mechanisms, you know, when you think about scaling up, I think what's going to be crucial, especially when you're thinking of interventions that try to change individual behavior, like parenting, it becomes important to find the right channels to give those messages. You know, poor people receive lots of messages from all sorts of individuals, from Politicians, from policymakers, from quacks, from scientists, from everywhere. And so you have to make sure that you're trusted. And therefore, as a policymaker, you need to identify the right channels to give your messages. And therefore, community participation and ownership, it becomes really important
0: have you seen any effects of the COVID-19 pandemic and associated economic stresses? Do you think these are having an effect on families, parents and children?
1: If you ask me whether I've done any research on it, the answer is no. Having said that, some of my colleagues at the Institute for Fiscal Studies in London have been collecting data in the UK and it's quite obvious that the family dynamics has been changing quite substantially, especially in families with a limited amount of resources, so that this pandemic will have um, very damaging effects. We've been talking with our collaborators in uh, India, Prata, uh, which is the largest uh, education NGO in India. They've been already doing a bunch of uh, really interesting initiatives to try to deliver some of the programs they do remotely, even. In those situations, in rural villages, it's amazing the coverage that uh, cell phones have. And so, the pandemic it obviously is going to have really bad effects on, especially on the poorest families. And I think it's going to accentuate remarkably in the inequalities, in opportunities all over the world.
0: So, just one final question for you, Horatio, and that is: How will you the work that you're doing? have a measurable impact on the lives of children? And importantly, how can this be assessed?
1: You know, we have been doing quite a bit of work on um, how to measure child development, which is not trivial, especially if you work with children, with really young children. You know, you want to assess the cognitive and social emotional skills of a three-year-old. It's hard. It's, It's very hard. There is lots of interesting work in psychometrics, and there is lots of interesting work that is going on around the world in trying to devise instruments that allow us to, um, to obtain uh, reliable and comparable measures of uh, child development across the world. And those can be used, I know, several initiatives, and we have been doing some work in that area as well. If we are successful, and I'm sure we will be as as community, scientific community. Those instruments will be able to, A, uh, assess the impacts of interventions when those are implemented. At the same time, they can also be used as a diagnostic that government can use to take the pulse of a given situation. Uh, You're probably familiar with the charts that the WHO has for height and weight of children. And that uh, is is an easy instrument that gives um, doctors or practitioners uh, the ability of um, raise red flags when uh, when a child is encountered with problematic situations. Well, if we could do something similar for development, that would be a, a, a very useful. Not not just to measure the impacts of an intervention, but also as a diagnostic tool.
0: Horatio, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. It's been a a real pleasure and uh, all the best with your future work. Thank you. And thanks for inviting me again. And thank you to our podcast audience for joining us. If you'd like to send us your feedback or suggestions, please send an email to custompodcast at aaas.org. For more podcasts in this series, please visit the blog on Learning and Development website by going to bold.expert. Thank you again to Dr. Horacio Atanasio and to the Jacobs Foundation for making this series possible. I'm Sean Sanders. Thank you for listening.